Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Shout out to the Who Dad Nation. We up in this thing. And like I've been saying for some time now, welcome, welcome, welcome. You're not rocking with the sports coma with Big Q and the guys. Where we have intense, entertaining, educating, and enlightening sport talk from your favorite sports fam. We in the building. Much love to the fam. Appreciate y'all being in the stream, doing it late. Shout out to my 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 guy, Hoodie Ajuba, popped up on his stream uh, earlier this uh, uh, afternoon and uh Always good to talk to Hoodie and shout out to all of the family members that was in the stream. If you want to uh, feel free to go check out Hoodie. had a really good stream. We talked about some running back options. So uh, go on over there and subscribe to his channel and check out the show. Uh, much love to the fam. Appreciate everybody in the building. Much love to brother uh, St. John as well for his great ranking. Much love to him as well with the greatness that he's been putting on and doing in there as well uh, with the uh, just getting all of the, the uh, passionate Saints family members together. And I appreciate brother John as well doing his thing. And I appreciate you guys as well. All the Kings and other Queens of the coma. Much love to you guys. Appreciate y'all being up in this thing. So with that being said, let's keep it moving family. Not going to hold you tonight. It's a quick stream on this Monday stream. I will return of our Patreon family members on Tuesday to cover some more Saints news and notes. Also, the Pelican stream as we have a Pelican uh, stream that we'll be doing tomorrow 
Uh, it's a pretty pretty much a season recap at the All Star break. We'll break that down, then span ahead and look at the upcoming twenty uh, odd games we got remaining. We'll do all that on the Pelican Post Game Report uh, for tomorrow. So, with that being said, let's feel free to get in this thing please feel free to do me a service family and uh, hit the like button uh please feel free to hit the like button hit the subscribe button and by all means feel free to share the show's links on your social media feed it helps us out a great deal so shout out to the fam much love man all right and we'll be covering this one man we're gonna be talking about mostly the you know what we've been seeing and popping uh, in terms of the saints now moving into the era of, or, or the area of the saints looking at restructuring contracts and, and an attempt to get underneath or cap compliant get back in the black per se. The saints try to uh, kind of restructure these contracts, get as much money as they possibly can for an anticipated move to go after Derek, uh, uh, Derek Carr and secure his services. That's one of the biggest uh, things that it appears the saints are doing Currently, as they're trying to secure a starting quarterback in the NFL, not named Jameis Winston on the team. So that's one of the big things we'll see them start making and restructuring and making some moves. And Bob Rose, shout out to him. He has a great article in which he's talking about that the Saints uh, create more salary cap space by restructuring the current deal of one of their offensive stars. And Phil Yates reported on this Monday that the Saints have restructured the contract of Eric McCoy and New Orleans has converted $10 million of McCoy's 2023 salary into a signing bonus while adding a void year onto the deal. That's that phantom year. Y'all know about the phantom years. We talk about it often here on the Sports Coma. Uh, the Saints really kind of orchestrated this phantom year thing in these nine playable years where they can kick money down into the future or be, you know, and just be liable for whatever monies uh, that happened down the line. Now, listen, there's a negative effect to this because eventually this will catch up to you. So the way the Saints have been able to skirt this irresponsibility is simply by uh, shout out to Jeff Ireland and the draft staff. The Saints have gotten a lot of out of the undrafted guys. If you notice, we get some of the best undrafted guys, Rashid Shahid. He's one of our undrafted greats. You have other really solid players that you could talk about that are starting for us. Guys like Shy Tuttle, Malcolm Roach comes in and helps out. Uh, you have other, you know, players as well. Uh, secondary members like JT Gray became an ace. Even Dwayne uh, Washington, who was undrafted guy who became an ace with the Saints, that also helps. So you do have the Saints have done really well in the undrafted ranks of getting guys and paying them basically peanuts compared to NFL contracts to have very steady minutes and give good production to the team, whether it's on the offense, defense, or in the special teams area. So they've done a, a tremendous job in doing that. And they haven't draft, they have drafted pretty well over the years. Now they had some buses and some stuff like that with Davenport and all this other kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, the saints have done a very feasible job in getting players out of the draft and helping them to contribute to the team. So they've done a wonderful job as far as that's concerned. And that's really is what helped the saints uh, get value because if it had not done that, man, it would have to compete in the free agency market and that would not be uh, a good stratagem. So anyway, uh, as you can see, the void of years that a move creates eight million in cap space, according to Yates. And of course, we know that Eric McCoy is a second round pick out of Texas A&M uh, and he has been the strength of the 
uh, offensive line this rookie year, signed that five-year deal last year for almost $64 million. And it was just like the opposite direction of how the team went in terms of, and we talked about it because both Chauncey Gordon-Johnson and Eric McCoy were up for contract extensions. And I was saying it's a difference between how both are handled. Chauncey kind of just wanted to sit down because he realized, unlike Eric, that the Saints had drafted his replacement and he knew it. And that kind of pee, you kind of peed them off. And he talked about it in one of the press conference. We covered it. He sat there and talked about it. And you can see he was peeved about it. And in the move where the Saints drafted the guy for his position, he knew it. So he started doing his things. And when it all came down for it, it was a crappy deal in which the Saints did last minute to get him out of here for $4 million, which they knew. See, they must have forgot because I remember when they drafted Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, just a little backstop on this. When they drafted Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, the idea was for him to eventually play the nickel position. Then when uh, this, you know, if something happened in the safety area, they would move him to the safety area and then that's where he will reside. That was the original format somewhere along the line the Saints got one track minded and said no we're not paying that much money for a nickel back but the guy has a dual purpose he can be used as a nickel or a safety so they really didn't get anything and that was really a silly move by Dennis Allen one of several really silly stupid moves by Dennis Allen which culminated in the team having some uh, negative uh, uh, play and other type of things that happened so but McCoy, anyway, played 60 of 69 games in his four-year career, was voted to the 2019 NFL rookie team, and is considered one of the league's better interior linemen. An outstanding technician, McCoy has also the athleticism to get outside effectively off tackle runs and screens. So, yeah, McCoy definitely is a guy that's done a lot of wonderful things for the Saints. And I remember even to, to a point when uh, they drafted Cesar Ruiz, and the idea was then to put Cesar Ruiz at center and slide McCoy to guard. That's why Peyton picked him up, but ultimately decided against the stratagem to keep McCoy where he is and put Cesar Reed at the guard position. So it happened. So, uh, so the Saints of uh, show, according to these numbers reported at $59 million over the projected 23 salary cap, the team restructured the deal of Marcus made to create almost 5 million last week and open up another 8 million with a rework deal with McCoy. Also remember, do you know someone on your holiday gift list? That's looking to cut costs. Consider a Henson razor. Henson razors use quality standard blades that only cost 10 cents each. That means you'll only be spending pennies a month on blades. Compare that to multi-blade cartridges that cost 20 to 30 times more. Over a couple years, that special someone on your list will save hundreds and get a safe and smooth shaving experience along the way. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to HensonShaving.com holiday. At Henson, we're looking forward to the holidays, and that means more time in the kitchen. Now, imagine your trusty kitchen knife had a wobbly handle. You'd be nervous. Well, the same is true in shaving. Most razors on the market today don't support the blades well enough, allowing them to flex and bend. This is a source of razor burn. At Henson, we used our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to solve this problem, supporting the blade so you can use it confidently. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com holiday. It was reported, I don't know, they, they're still working on it. They teamed it, and this is from Nick Underhill, very thorough uh, 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 insider and in breaking down uh, information about the Saints is that they made mention of the fact that they were working on the restructure of Ryan Ramchek's deal as well, but it was a bit complicated. So we're still looking to see what the Saints, what area the Saints will fall or land with the restructuring of Ryan Ramchek's deal as reported by Nick Underhill. So 
The Saints are doing their due diligence. This is what they do right around this time is restructure contracts to get ready to free up money so they can chase uh, vaunted free agents, in particular Derek Carr. So this is uh, one of the the things that we do. It's called kicking the can uh, down into the land so the Saints can free up money for now and we'll worry about the future later. That's the mentality. Now, Mickey Loomis, man, Mickey Loomis is one of the guys that talked about moving the team back to the center portion in terms of getting the team back in the black and keeping them there as opposed to using the kick the can mentality that the Saints have used successfully for the last several plus seasons. Mickey Loomis was saying they're trying to move that thing back to the center again. And I'm like, uh, no, I mean, you, you've kind of rope the saints in for future years down it and, and for him to have a heart to move it. I don't think anything like that happens under Mickey Loomis administration. I think he'll be long gone before the saints uh, decide to move in, in a different direction. So yeah, yep, yep. So this is the deal. So anyway, let's keep it moving, man. We're going to the next article right here by Yahoo sports uh, dropping the science. And this is uh, from, uh, I guess they picked it from the saints wire that saints, have four players accounting for five million in dead money for the 2023 season. A lot of work to be done under the 23 salary cap, but don't blame players no longer on the roster. For once, the Saints don't have many dead money commitments from the past retirements and roster mistakes. Just four players are on the books right now for dead money. That's that's pretty positive. As you know, the previous years, it was ridiculous. As things currently stand, they won't have any dead money left over at all in 2024. How about that? When the last time you guys known that to be the case, you know, that that is new. That's rich. But it won't last while the Saints are forfeiting over five million dollars right now in dead money or per over the cap. That number could increase five times over in just a few weeks should a couple of free agents sign with other teams and any players designated as post-June 1st cuts will factor in the 24 salary cap mathematics. Here are some of the breakdowns. Retired Malcolm Jenkins, almost $4 million in dead money. This is the money left over from Jenkins signing bonus that he retired last summer, which the Saints proceeded as a June po- uh, as a post June 1st cut for added salary cap relief. The downside is they're left with a almost $4 million penalty for what has already been paid to Jenkins. And remember this bum, Nick Vanette, the soup can 532. So just over a half a mil that you owe this guy that Sean Payton gave a three-year contract to. For what? We got absolutely, literally, literally nothing for Nick Vanette. This was a, a horrible move. I thought Nick Vanette would come in here and use his tremendous size to help the Saints win. He he did no such thing. He missed games. He dropped passes. He was a decent blocker, but that is not enough. And Nick Burnett was supposed to be a veteran that come in to steady the young people. All he did was leave a bad example. And then the Saints eventually got rid of him like they were supposed to. So we still got Nick Vanette's over over half a million dollars of books. He signed a three-year deal with the Saints back in 21. They released him midway through the 22 campaign. And some of his initial earnings are left over as dead a dead money penalty in 2023, it's a horrible move right here uh, that the Saints did. Ian Book, over $330,000. The Saints still have on the book. Book was too slow to pick up the offense in the second training camp with the team. So the Saints waived them late last summer to save a roster spot for someone else's rookie contract. Carried a few guarantees as a former four or fourth round draft pick. So this is all a part 
of that's that's left over since time in New Orleans. So over three hundred and thirty thousand for Ian Book. That's still a dead money. And of course, Jordan Jackson. Who's that? Jordan Jackson is that's the defensive tackle from Air Force. The Saints put him in the street. Don't explain. Don't ask me why. I thought he had some application. He was a seven round draft pick from this past draft. The Saints had him on the practice squad and ultimately decided to release him off the practice squad. I I don't know why they did that. They just felt like, oh, we need to move in a different direction. And the crazy part about it, the Saints needed help in the interior defensive line all season long when they were getting gashed. And we put Jordan Jackson, a guy who had some uh, potential in the street, 130,000 is what owed to him. Jackson has half, he had even fewer guarantees written in his contract uh, as book as a sixth rounder. So the dead money remaining is his initial deal is minimal. He spent the rookie season on the Saints practice squad before opting for a first start with Denver in January, pending dead money charges. Four players will leave dead money behind due to voided years from contract restructures. If they are not resigned by the start of free agent. So uh, by March the 16th, that's when you look at David on Yamata to be a guy. So that puts us on the radar family of knowing exactly what happens for March the 16th, which is the start of free with David on Yamada at $10.1 million north of that. So the saints were looking and I was like, yeah, 10 million. I think the saints definitely need to re up with David on Yamada. I think it'll be a lot for the saints to do for them to have so much initial uh, flux, new coaches coming in and your best interior defensive lineman, and to me, David Onyemata coming off this year, uh, I don't. Th- I think this, to me personally, for him being a starter in the Saints' defense for for you know several years now, I looked at David Onyemata this past year. I wasn't very impressed with David Onyemata, and I don't think, and I think that's because over time this year he got really worn down in the Saints' uh, interior defensive line, and I think a lot of that was due to the fact the Saints' rotations def- from the interior perspective wasn't as crisp and clear as they were in previous years. Like, you'll have uh, guys that'll come in there and really perform, like Shy Tuttle. No disrespect to Shy Tuttle. I just think he's a bad fit next to David Onyemata. We need to have somebody there, like I keep saying, a nose tackle, a big interior defensive lineman, like a Malcolm Brown. And remember, David Onyemata and Malcolm Brown were very solid together, and the Saints had guys like Shy Tuttle and Malcolm Roach rotating behind those guys. If you can do something like that and had another backup nose tackle, like at one time the Saints had uh, Jalen, what was his name, the big 300-pound, six-foot-six guys. Y'all put him in the chat. Jalen, uh, his name escapes me right now, but he's, I think he moved on to Atlanta, but yeah, he was a good piece to have. And at one point he was going to start, but he couldn't stay healthy, but the saints need to find either a veteran nose tackle or some big body and pick one up in a draft and add a veteran or add another one in, you know, that to bring in to kind of keep at least two nose tackles there because those big, those big guys right there really help out. We got Marcus Davenport at 7.6. Uh, which is coming up in dead money to new passing your 1.9 and Deontay Harty at 1.4. However, the Saints can negate though those dead money charges by extending the contracts with these players on your mod and passing. you feel like the likeliest to resign. Wouldn't be mad at that, but perhaps a switch in philosophy, but to foot to new passing, you and turn him into interior defensive lineman. Stop trying to tweener the guy. You know, at this stage of his career, uh, Tanu Passanio should be an interior defensive lineman. He's massive. He's six foot seven, 300 pounds. If that don't tell you anything about a, a defensive tackle, I don't know what does. So having him and bringing him back cheap, I like Tanu Passanio. I like him better from an interior perspective. They just don't have that speed 
uh, the fire off the edges like he used to have. So injuries and, of course, he's getting up in age there. So passing your and Davenport are interesting options given their established role and importance to the defensive line. There's a possibility that Davenport returns to New Orleans on a prove-it deal. That's also true for Harty after an unfortunate injury cut him down in the contract year, but we may have to wait and see how much free agency interest they receive in March. So what's interesting is I don't know about Deontay Harris Hardy. I really like Deontay Harris Hardy, but uh, getting him back, like if you can get him back, because he wanted a he wanted a contract. He really didn't want to sign that chicken tender that they gave him last year. And he begrudgingly signed it. He wanted an extension, a uh, multiple year contract with the Saints. And the Saints was like, nah, let's see what you can do. And in the proven year, he got hurt. So only leverage that he has is to come back at an inexpensive contract. And while he was down, the Saints were able to find his replacement. And we knew when the Saints picked up this kid. A guy called Rashid Shaheed that he would be a, a problem. It would create a problem for a guy like Deontay Harris Hardy because Rashid Shaheed has speed similar to him. He also, but he has something that Deontay doesn't have. He's a tall wide receiver that runs decent routes such as Deontay Hardy. But it'd be fantastic to have a Deontay Hardy and Rashid Shaheed on the same team. If the Saints could pull it off, we need all the speedster guys and, and good weapons that we can get in that offense. If you're going to bring in a Derek Carr, you add Deontay Deontay Hartia, a healthy Hartia along with Rashid Shaheed, Chris Olave. Could you imagine what you can do there with those with those guys in place? So the Saints would be very intelligent to see if they can work something out with him. Davenport on the prove it deal, uh, just to skirt away from trying to go after a defensive end in free agency or perhaps draft one in uh, the back end of the first round or somewhere in the second round. Perhaps the Saints might try to go to Davenport for a prove it deal. The only problem is uh, you have uh, other teams that could give Davenport more money than what the Saints are willing to give Davenport. Hey, can I tell you a secret? The secret to getting a great shave without any nicks, cuts, or irritation isn't three or four blades, a soap strip, or a swivel head. It's just supporting the blade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just supporting the blade. Don't let it flex or bend. That's the secret to limiting shaving irritation. At Henson Shaving, we use our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to keep the blade from moving. It's not the coolest answer, but it's the right one. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to HensonShaving.com holiday. Do you know someone on your holiday gift list that's looking to cut costs? Consider a Henson Razor. Henson Razors use quality standard blades that only cost 10 cents each. That means you'll only be spending pennies a month on blades. Compare that to multi-blade cartridges that cost 20 to 30 times more. Over a couple years, that special someone on your list will save hundreds and get a safe and smooth shaving experience along the way. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to HensonShaving.com holiday. You know, and what is he supposed to prove? We've given Davenport the length of his deal to prove something to us. And in his last year, he didn't prove a damn thing. He didn't do much. And I remember the family members in the, in the calling stream was saying, Q, he was doing a lot of pressures. Yeah. Pressures. Yeah. Pressures are cool, but you know, it's even cooler than that sacks. We ain't giving you, they're not going to pay you for pressures. You can lead the league in pressures. That don't mean a hill of beans. (laughs) Oh yeah. We coming with that pressure, baby, baby. We coming with that pressure. They ain't paying you for pressure, man. (laughs) The pressure's only half the equation. You know what I'm saying? That's like you going to a restaurant, right? And you picking up something to eat. And and they come out with half the food. 
Yeah. They eat. You got you you got the food there and they got a it, it, it like it's a nice big pretty plate too. And then you got you look you look at the plate and half of the plate is absolutely spotless. It's clean as hell. And then half the plate got food on it. And you looking at it like where the rest of the food is. Well, we're not gonna pay you. <laughs> you ain't pay us for a full meal. You just played us for half this plate here. What? You know, no, man, man, we not we not paying you for pressure, man. We paying you to take your ass over there and sack that quarterback. That's who get paid. So I'm I'm kind of in the field of this. We done gave it's my thing is this, bro. It's you know it's too many other players that we can go and find out about besides to keep fiddle faddling around players where we gave them enough time. We gave them enough time. We gave Davenport enough time. He was a first round draft pick that the Saints gave multiple picks. Remember, they gave up two picks to move up to go get Davenport. And what has he done for you this entire time that he's been here? I mean, absolutely nothing. He hasn't done a damn thing. But he be giving you that pressure. Baby, 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 I'm coming with that pressure for you, baby. Baby, I'm bringing that pressure. No, 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 The kind of pressure Davenport is doing, he can keep that. And something tells me that he could use a change of scenery. And you got Ryan Nielsen in Atlanta. Does Ryan Nielsen in Atlanta, who got deep pockets, reach out to Davenport and say, hey, man, come on over here. The Saints got a line on whether they're willing to pay Davenport. And Davenport played itself. So, I mean, if there's not a market for Davenport, I could say yes to that. But something tells me there's going to be a market for Davenport, uh, you know, despite how uh, poor he looked the previous to this. He actually did did all right. But, man, come on, you got to bring the pressures, baby. pressures with sacks. You got to complete the, the deal. That's only half the equation. You got to get home. All right. So, in addition to these players, a potential roster cuts will post June 1st designation. This would result in greater salary cap savings, but it will still leave some dead money behind in the years of 2023 and 2024. Teams can use this destination twice in advance, though. And then, of course, this is what we're talking about with Michael Thomas. He leaves almost $12 million in dead money while saving 1.1, uh, 1.5, excuse me million and 23 now the dead money charge is over 14 million dollars in 2024 Jameis winston leaves 3 million in dead money while saving almost 13 million in 2023 and then a dead money charge of 8.4 million in 2024 andrews pete leaves 6.5 million in dead money while saving 10.4 million in 2023 dead charge of almost 12 million in 2024. So that's why if you look at some of these players, right? Like Michael Thomas, Jameis Winston and Andrews Pete, I think this is where you look at and say, these are the heavy guys or the, the, the big guys, should I say, or the, the, the big playmakers uh, that have, uh, you know, that are, Actual should be starters. Mike should be a starter. If he's healthy, he's a starter. If Jameis is healthy, he should be a starter. Andrews is healthy, he's the starter. So you got starters here. But at the end of the day, these are the players that have the biggest questions and people question whether or not they're going to be here when the season starts. Andrews Pete could very well be a cap casualty. He could will. We know Jameis Winston is more than likely going to be out of here unless the Saints decide that he can't land Derek Carr. And if you can't land Carr, more than likely, what did they do? What did they go? Did they try to swing at Lamar? Uh, I say I don't think they looking at Lamar. I think it'll be a little too heavy for him to do it. Do they go after Daniel Jones? Uh, do they go after Justin Fields? I say no on Fields because I don't think they believe in Fields like that, to be honest. But you may be Sean Payton. Um, maybe not even Sean Payton. I mean, even though the kid's from Ohio State. But the, the the thing is, these are the guys, Thomas, Michael Thomas, Winston, and Andrews Peter, the guys that people are looking at 
to give them a lot of money this year and could be a part of the the dead money for the uh, upcoming year in 2024. So just a little sprinkling of the dead money game for the who that nation boy, this dude. And I go back to Nick Vanette and a lot of us forgot Nick Vanette, but Nick Vanette, that was a terrible signing for the saints and Sean Payton signed this dude. Like he was like, he was the reincarnation of uh, Hobie Brenner or something. And that boy wasn't even close to that, that he was awful, man. All right, so anyway, let's move on to our final article uh, from The Wire here. They're breaking it down, outlining the Saints' option to re-sign breakout tight end Jawan Johnson, which should be one of the big things the team does in terms of picking up or signing uh, a playmaker. Any quarterback you guys decide to bring in here, whether it's Derek Carr or whoever you got, they're going to need a a security blanket at the tight end position, and Jawan Johnson did a phenomenal job Becoming this guy in the last several years, family, you know his story, climbed from being a wide receiver in a crowded wide receiver room. We had quite a few good ones. Uh, He climbed from the wide receiver room, converted himself to a tight end, started from the back of the tight end uh, class of the group or the room, per se, the Saints room, and climbed to the best tight end on the team past uh, Adam Troutman and, and who, Nick Vanette and whoever else you had, he became your best tight end, which is a major successful story. And guess what? He's another one of these fantastic undrafted guys that the saints were able to land because of this. Another undrafted guy climbs up from the muck in the mire and to becomes a starter. This is what the saints do. You've got to give them credit from that. They're one of the best teams at doing that. And that's what Jawan Johnson did. They seen the fact that this guy wasn't a wide receiver. He was actually a tight end. He was already a good blocker. He was a good red zone guy. And what did Jawan Johnson do? He really strived. Now he does have the propensity to drop passes at times, but he has more pluses, more upside than anything. So, you know, Jawan Johnson needs to be a guy that they, really need to recap and this is his twitter says waiting to get the deal done uh on this so there might not be a, a more important in-house free agent signing for the saints than Jawan johnson so you see what the receiver turned tight end is saying he waiting to get the deal done he's restricted so uh i think the saints they really need to capture him johnson posted an impressive line he had 42 catches over 500 yards and had seven touchdown catches in 2022, securing a career high 64.6 of his targets and playing a big part in the passing game. Now his per game averages, we averaged almost three catches per game, almost 32 yards per game or the modest, but he was, but he was a part of the passing tack as a whole. He was a frequent highlight when the team got in a scoring position, rookie wide receiver, Chris Olave was the only other teammate to run more routes than he did last year. And the saints trusted him as a run block in some key situations he's made positive progress uh every year he's played for the saints and now he's a pending free agent with restricted status which gives the saints more options to keep him on the team for 2023 so don't anticipate this being something the saints uh do right away usually in most years the saints philosophy going into the offseason family is simply to allow the market to dictate the value of these people and that's what I anticipate the Saints do, doing. They did it last year. That's why it took them a while to be able to rope in like guys like Tyron Matthew or Jarvis Landry. They allowed the market to dictate the value of the player. Don't expect that philosophy to change this year. They'll more than likely do the same thing this year. So uh, 
But yes, now he's pending free agent with restricted status, gives the Saints more options in keeping him on the team for 2023. Johnson is probably another year away from his first big NFL payday, but it's in his interest to get some long-term stability and New Orleans would like to sign him on a deal that fits within their complex salary cap accounting. Now here's some scenarios for contract projections that, uh, uh, Sigler is dropping on you free restricted free agent tender. There are three tiers that choose from here, each of which give the saints at least the right of first refusal. Should he receive a contract offer from another team? The two higher tiers would bring draft pick compensation to New Orleans if he signs elsewhere, but that's uncommon and often dissuades other teams from getting involved. Now the catch is that they're fully guaranteed according to over the cap. Now the first compensation or whatever they give them, I'm anticipating them to, Probably issue like a first round compensation for his services, which is just over six million per season. Are you cool with paying that for Jawan? Perhaps the second round compensation of four point three and in the right of refusal for two point six. I don't think the Saints disrespect uh, Jawan Johnson by giving him the third. But do, what do we see Jawan Johnson as part uh, as a six million dollar uh, a year tight end or a four million dollar guy as well? So. You know, what do you, what do you guys think? I'll leave it in y'all in y'all right hands to think about it. It's possible to issue off the R the restricted free agent tenor and then restructure the payout since it's technically all base anyway. But the Saints did that with Hardy last season, opened up some in season salary cap space. But the downside is that it's like any restructure. You left with the difference in dead money. The Saints don't care about dead money. They really don't. That can be mitigated by a later signing of Johnson to an extension when he reaches unrestricted free agent status in 2024. Just handling the business this year. You like Jawan Johnson and what he can give. He's a good tight end. He's grown with you. Respect him. He's done a good job. Pay him, pay him accordingly. Don't, don't flim flam him. Short-term extension. This is the approach the Saints took with defensive end Carl Grandison a couple of years ago when he was an exclusive rights for agent, meaning he could stay on the minimum salary, sign an extension, or not play in the NFL at all. The Grandison did a two-year contract that paid him the vet minimum in 2022 and the equivalent of a second-round RFA tender in 23 with a cap figure of just over $4 million. They also included a voided year in the 2024 accounting purposes. That's what the Saints do. Could they use a similar strategy with Johnson by passing RFA process and reward him with a two-year deal giving him some short-term stability raises his pay and sets him up for a big extension in 2025 before his 29th birthday it is also protects the saints in case he regresses is also like going to fall beneath what he could seek on the open market the projection is for short-term two years at 13.5 million with a minimum of just over a million dollars in 2023 and a base salary of 6.1 million in 24 plus a $5 million signing bonus, 1.39 million in roster bonus this next year. Now the 23 salary and signing bonus are fully or guaranteed and three void years attacked upon to spread out the salary cap charges, leaving this salary cap hit of just over 2 million. Now Johnson's initial 24 salary cap would be over 8 million dollars but it sets up a restructure down the line at 2.3 if need be long-term extension what does that look like this will be the preferred out, out, uh, outcome and i think so too now that's if you decide that uh juan johnson is the starting level or he's the future at the tight end position and you've you've kind of moved past uh thinking about adam troutman that way you remember you gave up a third you, you drafted troutman with the third round pick coach payton and, and plus myself thought adam troutman at this point of his career, would have been a guy that would have been ready to seize upon the opportunity of being a starting level tight end in the NFL. 
right now, basically, he's not he's Josh Hill. He's not even Josh Hill. I, I'm not going to even say it. he's he has to get he's done a good job last year, but he's more Josh Hill than anything that I see in Adam Troutman. But a lot of people was thinking he could be a he could be that force. He he has a you know he has the size and all this kind of stuff. But let's see how the game finally comes together for him. And Jawan Johnson was a natural, just push past him and, and it did a lot of positive stuff. So do the Saints see Jawan Johnson as a starting level tight end insofar as giving him an, a long-term contract extension, what, three years? You know, this would be the preferred outcome. He gets security of a multi-year deal, significant pay raise for the Saints perspective. This may be a tough swing with Taysom. He'll already earning double digit average annual income. And there's a risk of Johnson having already peaked though he feels unlikely better quarterback plan. Another year of experience should help him reach greater heights in 23. So why wouldn't Johnson agree to a long-term contract extension running three or more years, his market value may be greater than what the saints are willing to pay right now and signing a multi-year deal prematurely could cost him free agent tight end uh, Dalton Schultz, Evan Ingram, Mike Jacecki are all going to be $10 million or more annually in March. Now, TJ Hawkinson is entering a contract year. It could spin the market, which an early extension. Johnson's asking price going to go up as his peers around the league to get paid. So it would benefit the Saints to give Jawan Johnson a contract and allow him to grow into the role. And, you know, and then, of course, if you want the contract to grow, you he has to hit certain statistical indicators in, inside of the contract, playing time, catches, uh, and then, you, of course, other things like a certain amount of games, if they went in, a, you know, this division, most people got that written into it. But personal statistics, uh, and you know, he has to hit to get even more money like Andy Dalton hit on the back end of the year when he got that one million dollar extra incentive. So this is going to look silly in not so distant future. But here's what the long term deal between the Saints and Johnson should look like four years at forty five point seven six million with a twenty five point seven million in guarantees. That's a lot of money right now for Jawan Johnson. But do you give him that? You know, that's interesting. I mean, you lock him in, man. That includes a one million dollar base salary in twenty twenty three. A salary of nine million in twenty four and twenty six with two million roster bonus in twenty five. Avoid year in twenty seventeen. Salary hip hip this year will be about four point sixteen, which matches the second year round tender value. Next year's cap hit triples to twelve uh, fifteen, but can be restructured as little as five eighty one. This is what Mickey Loomis and them do. So, what would a contract, uh, the, the proper contract for a guy? And that's what I said. Uh, if you're looking at the first round compensation. For him, I don't think uh, teams pull Jawan Johnson away from the Saints for $6 million and they'll surrender a first-round draft pick. I think more of a second-round compensation would be more adequate for a Jawan Johnson at 4.3. But he's definitely the best tight end the Saints have unless they're looking to draft a tight end to move beyond him. The deal should be to get the Saints, uh, to get the deal done for Jawan Johnson. So not bad money, but I still see he has a lot of pluses, more pluses than minus. And a quarterback that can really get down the field with our deep threats, you allow guys like wide receivers that just Chris Olave and, and Rashid Shaheed and and you have and, and, and uh our wide receiver core who we have to be able to get down and Elvin once he he's good and whoever else we add. Uh and that gives those wide receivers an opportunity to take those safeties back. Those safeties gotta play back. That's definitely gotta help Jawan Johnson and everybody underneath. So yeah, this is a positive, and uh, the Saints definitely need to get that deal done. So it's like three guys that the Saints really need to pencil in to see about getting work done. Jawan Johnson, who's restricted. They have Caden Ellis, who's the guy they really need to get uh, re-signed to help out in the linebacker core. 
And then, of course, you're looking at guys like David Onyemata. Just to start off, those three guys are really big, have made big contributions this past season. And then you re-sign those guys, and then uh, you see what are we looking out out like elsewhere, and then you come into free agency and a draft, and you do what you need to do. But those guys should be re-signed. We'll see if the Saints ultimately re-sign those guys uh, down the line. So, anyway, let's do a brief recap of what we've seen. Uh, as the Saints restructure the contract of Eric McCoy, we covered that free upping uh, about, what, $5 million for Eric McCoy. Remember, the Saints are still working on the restructuring of Ryan Ramchek. They deemed it as complicated, a little complicated at first. So that'll be news that we'll be looking forward during this week as the Saints continue to whittle down these contracts. And this is what will be happening over the next four days into next week, as well as the Saints restructure contracts free and open money to get ready to try to push that car. Uh, and uh, like we know, a news on car is that he had a positive visit according to the insiders about what happened with, uh, with the jets. So at the end of the day, uh, the saints are the team that's looking to land uh, a car and bring him to the team. And of course we know uh, eventually that once that happens, Carr could reach out to his running back, his former running back, Josh Jacobs, and say, hey, man, we need a backup running back here. And we know Elvin Kamara had, might have a problem. And really, that's intriguing to have Josh Jacobs and Elvin Kamara. Listen, I'm just saying, the Saints are looking at uh, Carr. And Carr, when he lands, he could pull his running back, his former running back with him. So, I mean, this could be a positive thing, man. And that definitely helps us out having a, a real tandem of a thunder and lightning once Elvin Kamara comes back. And of course I am also an advocate of drafting the running back as well to bring him in here. So, you know, when you get a $40 million quarterback, he going to start calling the shots and say, Hey man, could you give me this guy and that guy? You know, that's just how they go. You know, how them quarterbacks are divas, you know? And then of course we talk, except for James, you know, but saints have four players accounting for that dead money. We talked about that at 5 million. We covered that. And also, we talk more money with the Saints' options to resign breakout tight end Jawan Johnson, who's currently restricted uh, free agent. So that is that family. Shout out to you guys. Appreciate you being in the stream. Uh, quick questions, family, before we dart out. I'm gonna, I guess I could push it and make it an hour, man. Y'all got any questions, please feel free to throw it in the chat. I'll do my best to answer it. All right. Shout out to the fam. Gundam, what's up, my brother? He says, this restructuring of contract hinges on making room for Derek Carr potential signing. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the number one option for the Saints this offseason to see if they can secure the services of one Mr. Derek Carr. And of course, we know we talked about the Saints being in a state of desperation, trying to land the quarterback that they need to land uh, to try to push forward. And this 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 is what Dennis Allen wants. He wants Carr on the team and the Saints want to pay him, I guess. And that's that's what we're looking at, because they were trying to trade for him. To avoid them going to free agency and not only that is they haven't lost sight of them. They still going to do everything they can to see if they can land them. So we'll see if he can draw other teams to interview them. The Jets were the only team and uh, we'll see there. The rumored teams are interested in them, but no official things as of right now. That can change by tomorrow, though. All right. Uh, Chucky 59 said, let's bite the bullet and let's go. Every day, my company gets scam phishing emails trying to get money or sensitive info. I wanted to protect my employees and my clients, so I checked out CISA's Secure Our World. They've got simple ways we can protect our businesses from online threats. First, teach employees to recognize and report phishing. Next, require strong passwords plus multi-factor authentication. And finally, turn on automatic updates for your business software. 
To learn more, go to CISA at CISA.gov forward slash secure our world. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Oh, uh, MT's contract that would certainly help, but I just hope they keep. Taysom. Thank you, bro. Tracy, I wanted him gone when we still have the trade value, but Q said lay off of him. Who Who is that? You're talking about Andrews? Alright, thank you, Mr. Barnes, for hitting that subscribe button. Shout out to your family, and welcome to the family. Thank you for that. Alright, Tracy, I wanted him, but we still could have Trey. I don't know who you're talking about, uh, Trey. Put it in the chat. Brian says, who is next for the contract on, on the New Orleans? Who is next for contract on New Orleans Saints team to restructure? You know, who's the restructure? That's several players the Saints can restructure. We covered in uh, on a previous stream a list of people they can talk to about restructuring contracts. You're talking about Cam Jordan, Elvin Kamara. I mean, this is it's a, a bevy of different people. Tyron Matthew, uh, Mark, it, well, they did Marcus May. So they have a ton of different people that they can go to to restructure contract to free up in money. So, yeah, they'll be going over each one of those guys in the next day what next four to days leading up to free agency and even into free agency so uh, uh saints for life says ramshack deal is tough they reworked his deal last year that means more dead money yes these restructures are going to bankrupt this team with a bunch of bad deals makes it hard to make moves in the future so that's what i was saying the only way it works is that jeff ireland and the Saints scouting staff continue to get guys like Jawan johnson we talked about this like as long as, long as you look at it like this the tight end position, right? Juwan Johnson. Juwan Johnson was a wide receiver that converted to a tight end and he beat out. He was an undrafted guy that beat out your third round draft pick tight end, Adam Troutman. Let me say that again. This is how well the Saints have really done in the undrafted market. They, Juwan Johnson was a wide receiver when he was on his team. The wide receiver room when he first arrived was loaded with talent. He had to keep, they converted him to a tight end in his second year. And then it took him that not last year, but the year before last to move up into the rankings this past year and surpass the third round draft pick tight end, which is Adam Troutman and the veterans to become the tight end, the starting tight end for the Saints. That's what the Saints have been able to do on the undrafted market. So, you know, that's what I'm saying. They've done really well there. And that could if they keep doing that, that that can help them a lot down the line because they're not paying a lot of money for these type of guys for Jawan Johnson until he make it start a level when his contract run out, but they get so much burn out of these guys. Think about it. Deontay Harris, Harty, you know, was a pro bowler. Uh, you got uh, Rashid Shaheed. We talked about Jawan Johnson. You're talking about shy Tuttle. Shy Tuttle's not making a lot of money, but he's just starting interior defensive lineman next to David on Yamada. You know, you see, so they got other guys and even some of the cream of the crop guys on special teams are undrafted guys that they don't really pay a lot of money for. But those guys are helping out and playing really good and solid play for the Saints for very cheap. As long as they can do that and keep doing that, manufacturing that and be consistent with it, they can continue to have success in kicking a can down the line because you don't have to overspend for people to get here because you can't find them the way you're supposed to. So the Saints have a solid, a solid scouting staff that allows them to keep doing this type of stuff. That That's to me what I pinpointed 
why they keep <laughs> why, why they keep doing this type of stuff, man. You know, you see what I'm saying? But thank you for that, fam. All right, Trace is I love Q still has hope for the team. I can see no positive future with Dennis Allen at the helm of our ship. You just bro, listen, you, you Trey, you gotta let him uh play out the role, right? We advocated for him to be removed. The Saints ran from us. They don't get they have not been giving us decent press conferences. They don't go, they don't do press conferences to announce coaches. They signed several coaches. We're not talking about pitlin coaches. We're talking about coordinators and key people. None of them people were, you know, put in the press, you know, introduced to the press and press conferences. The Saints didn't do a press conference when they traded Sean Payton. They just running from you with these press conferences. They're not doing anything. They're not even updating you. They'll update you through their website and they'll do a, a, a puff piece with a reporter that they pay for to do it. But outside of them standing and, and, and fielding your questions like I'm doing, they won't do that. They are still running and that's fine. Keep running. You're running because you know, we right. You, that is why the saints are running. Cause if they felt that they were right in what they were doing, then they'll be standing in front of you explaining themselves and making it make sense with them running around and running away from you and not having press conferences to inform you of what's going on. They know there's some BS. They know that's bull. Cause only cowards run and chumps and, and scumbags run. And that's what they're doing. Stand and face the life, stand before the people and answer their questions. You know, so it'll come a time and they, uh, sooner or later, they're they, they, they going to thank you. Well, they're not, they're not going, they're going to forget. I'm telling you, they're going to forget. And when they forget, that's when we going to pop up on them. Oh, I won't forget. I promise you that. I won't forget. I won't forget, Mickey. I promise. Kelvin says, we need all fresh blood on that defensive line. Cam will probably be the only exception. Shout out to Kelvin. Oz Mike, what's popping, bro? Appreciate you. What's up, Kai? Appreciate you guys. All right. Uh, Gundam says, Hold on here. Okay. Uh, well, I'm seeing any more questions here. St. Doug. Well, how you doing, brother? Says Smoke Monday coming back. He should be coming back, bro, as a safety as well. Yeah, if some of the family members Luke mentioning Lucas Crawl. And yeah, he, these are fantastic undrafted guys the Saints have. You know, these are really good undrafted talent, you know, that can do similar things as some of the other guys. The Saints have done a phenomenal job in doing this, man, to be honest with you. Phenomenal. Even, uh, what's his name? The... Uh, uh, Nephi Sewell, who came in and played a little special teams, did some positive work. So they have some really good practice squad undrafted guys. The Saints always find these guys. They always do it. All right. Yeah. 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 Slim says, didn't we have Jalen McCleskey? They did. But McCleskey, I think they released him because he got hurt again and they brought him back. He got hurt again. You know, but they did try to give him a, an opportunity. It just didn't work out. All right, Jerome says, do you think the Saints waiting to sign Carr before they release Thomas? Because that's why Carr will sign if they let a good receiver go. Uh, you know, I don't know if he, if, if Michael Thomas, if he's look, if, if Carr is looking at Michael Thomas and saying, yeah, I want him here. I don't know. I don't know how that, uh, how that situation, that dynamic work. I know the saints are going to, uh, more than likely they're going to restructure those contracts before they even get to start releasing people. Cause I like, I don't think Mike gets released like before James, they have to secure their car. Now, is it a scenario where Carr and Jameis coexist on the Saints team at the same time? I don't think so. I think uh, once Carr comes here with the 30 plus million dollars a year that this that he's looking to get from the Saints, I think that eliminates Jameis. Once they secure his service, you can look at Jameis being a guy that they ultimately going to get, you know, they're going to release or he's going to command his way out uh, and, and leave. So I think I would probably see Jameis going before I see um 
uh, uh, Mike Thomas going, but the guaranteed money is something like, I, I would love to see Mike Thomas stay, but how do Saints feel about that guaranteed money? You know, that's the, that's a whole nother thing. Dead money, the Saints don't give a damn about, but how about that guaranteed money? You know, once that, that time hits. So, you know, that's, that's what I'm looking at. So, uh, thank you, Jerome. Uh, been on beast, been on beast, been on beast. Um, let me say it right. Been on beast, been on beast. Says, do you think the Saints will finally draft a viable defensive tackle like Ika uh, to, to take double teams and create one on ones? I, I sincerely hope so, bro. I really do. I'm advocating for the Saints to get a true nose tackle, a guy that can really uh, kind of gum up the works in the middle, allow David on Yamada to face mostly single blocks. And that's when you'll see his most effective form. He got worn down this year in many of these games where the Saints were gashed for 130-plus year yard performances right up the center. Uh, and then we look really mediocre because and we were weak up the middle. You know, we didn't do what we were supposed to do. So I, the dancing bell from Baylor, I would love to see that big guy be, be there. And I think he'll more than likely will be available in the second, possibly early in the third round. Because they have some really good interior defensive linemen. We talk guys like the Dancing Bear, Ika from uh, B- Baylor, or uh, Mozzie Smith from Michigan. There's several other really good options that should be real- available in the second or third round. But once again, does Dennis Allen seize, then I, seize that that's a big need for the Saints? He didn't see it last year. He didn't bring in anybody to help stop the run, stop the nosebleeds. He didn't do none of that. He just kept doing the same thing he usually do. That's why he always loses because he can't adjust on the fly. He can't see the, 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 the small details. He just doesn't have the vision. You got to be able to see that stuff and correct it as fast as you can. And he don't, he doesn't do that. That's why he fails all the time. You just can't sit up there and keep doing the same thing over and there again. And then he got the, one of the worst mentalities you can have. He's a, a, a person looking at, looking at it, thinking he knows what it is. And then he needs to have people around him. That's smarter than him. Oh, how about that? That can tell him what time it is. How about having uh, a uh, uh, an advisor? Sean Payton even had advisors that would come in and look over the team and say, listen, this, that, and the third. He would do his best because he knew that looking, staring at the picture, you needed a fresh outtake. This guy don't have none of that. He don't have anybody, an older coach that he can bring in, just act as an advisor. And look at it and, and and look at that old coach and say, "Hey, man, what you see that I don't see?" Well, first of all, you goddamn do you need help at the defensive tackle position? You need some help. You think I do? Yeah, look here, dumbass. Look at these statistics right here, showing you getting gashed at 120 something yards a game. You know, oh, oh yeah, you're absolutely right. Because facts and figures is enough not to sway him to make moves to get nose tackles. You can yell it to the top. You can show him statistics. You can show him feel. He didn't do none of that last year. And that just shows me that you got a real stubborn, dumb mentality, which will make you not a successful coach in a league that requires one of the attributes you to have is the ability to be flexible, the ability to adjust instantaneously on the fly. That is not Dennis Allen. He's a dinosaur with a dumb mentality. And that's why he fails at the head coaching position. He can't handle it, man. And, and does he become a different coach this upcoming year? Does he bring some attributes that he never dis- displayed before ever? Probably not. But at the end of the day, this has to run its course. They can't protect them after this year. They didn't have any justification for keeping them this year. So the, the And then, of course, the money's not going to be there because the moves that they're making is not going to be exciting enough to grab and bring people to the team. Plus, the people really despise Dennis Allen because Dennis Allen is who he is. 
You got to agreciate yourself to the people. You can't stand before the people, Dennis Allen, and tell them we had a bad day at the office when you lose in damn near three games in a row, win one, lose three, win one, lose four. Then you win three, uh, two or three games for the first time and then drastically lose a terrible game to the Carolina Panthers on the back end of the season because you don't want to put Jameis Winston in there and you're keeping an old dainty L, uh, L, uh, Andy Dalton out there. It just doesn't make any sense, man, unless you're a petty coach who hadn't who a super petty coach who does backstabby stuff like that. You don't deserve to be a head coach of the team and it'll fix itself. So just sit there and watch and eventually it will fix itself because that's what he would need to win. That it ain't about the talent. We had the talent. I keep telling people Q we going to win because we need more talent. No, no, no. The saints are going to get the talent. That's what they do. It's not about talent. It's about coaching. The guy has to have certain attributes to stop this from going on. Case in point, we, we talked about the song hoodie stream. I said, listen, I'm more concerned about do the head coach at the top have the ability to stop the Saints from shooting themselves in the foot game after game? What do you mean, Q? I'm talking about if you put the film on, how many mistakes the Saints makes, how many false starts they have, how many, you know, all these undisciplined plays that the Saints do. People forgetting their assignments, forgetting where to block at, forgetting where to go. Guys false start and doing all this, this uh, pre-snap crap. You know, all this foolishness that really hurts the Saints. And it happens several times in the game. Does he Is he going to come up with a new measurement to discipline guys that false start? Is he, is he finally going to tell them something at practice? Elvin Kamara said guys false start and dropping passes, and none of them he don't do nothing about. It. Nobody says nothing. So is he going to finally say something? And that's what I'm saying. You can't have, you can't do that. Because he that shows that he lacks accountability. He doesn't respect the rules of the game because he he put the cap on Jameis Winston and put that guy on the top of him, and Jameis Winston was was healthy enough to play. He came off the injury list. He didn't play him not one time, not even in the meaningless Carolina game, just to see what he had, just see what he has. Oh, no, I'm not going to do that because you ratted on me to the press. Well, what he was supposed to do, Mickey Loomis said on his ass, he ain't do nothing about it. And when he took it to the press, it was an attempt to force you to do something which was the right thing. But what did he do? He got petty and said, I ain't going to play him. And I, I'm sitting him down. And I told y'all he wouldn't play him because this would kind of do. You can't survive in the NFL doing that, man. You supposed to be a team guy. When you alienate your, your starting quarterback, I don't care who it is. You alienate your starting quarterback. That sends a wrong message throughout the entire team as all, as well as it's supposed to do that. This guy is a rat and he doesn't deserve my respect and people not going to play. These are humans. They're not going to play for some dirty, ratty dude that they don't believe is worth anything. They're not going to play for him, and that's why you had a disaster season. Does he change all of that? Does he become a real saint? Does he become disciplined? Does he implement a whole nother set of protocols and principles that the saints have to abide by? Does he instill it properly? And then does it, then the real thing is that if once he does that, you know, you know, you know fictionally, when he does that, do, do he have the power and the mental capabilities to be able to consistently keep that for an entire season? Now, that's my question. And if you say no to that, then you got your goddamn answer. So, I mean, that's what it takes. Do you think Dennis Allen beating Bill Belichick? That's who you got. <laughs> we gonna leave with Bill Belichick, man. <laughs> I mean, we listen. I'm saying at the end of the day, Dennis Allen knows he's he, he's not a good coach, man. We know that. He only got the job because of Sean Payton. 
That's the bottom line. And when he gets fired, y'all listen to me. When he gets fired, he's going to follow Sean Payton to Denver. So is Pete Carmichael. That's his fallback plan. That's, it's very transparent. This is very simple. These are circle guys. They can't exist outside of the circle by themselves. They can't. He's showing you over time that he can't be a head coach because he lacks the things I just said. Even a hardcore Dennis Allen supporter got to admit, God damn, what Q just said, that's all. That's as right as rainwater. Even the most hardcore people say, you know what? That's absolutely true. Then the real question is, can he develop all those principles in time and, and then implement them consistently every damn game? No, he can't do it. That's why he'll fail. Because you have all the, the Saints have all the talent in the world. They did. That's how he got seven games. Dennis Allen's such a poor coach. The Saints piddling team was still able to give him seven wins, which is the most he's ever done before. Because actually this was a playoff team. This team could have actually made the playoffs. You know, they weren't that far off. It was Dennis Allen's playmaking, his decision-making, his refusal to do the right thing. So keep doing what you're doing because you ultimately going to get fired anyway. That's the path he's on. And that's what he will have to gain, the things I said, to become a winning head coach. And and I, and I think that's just too fo- too much for a guy that old in the league that's stuck in his rut that that is like one of these old you know older guys that believe that whatever they did to get him here is enough to keep him there. No, that's not that's dinosaur type stuff. You will get out of here, and that's what it in the Allen will happen. He will run right up under Sean Payton when he gets fired, just like he ran up under Sean Payton when the Raiders fired him. He ran right up under Sean Payton. Sean Payton made him, made him a defensive assistant or a defensive analysis or analyst on, on Rob Ryan's defense. And ultimately, he smoothed, he ran Rob Ryan out and put Dennis Allen as defensive coordinator. That's how he got the job back. You're going to run right up under Sean Payton's coattail again when he gets fired down here. That's what they do. He, the, the, the circle guys cannot exist outside the circle by themselves. They can't. They, he simply doesn't have it. All right, so anyway, with that being said, man, let me get a few more and then I'm going to get on up out of here. Kelvin says, how do you know? He says, you know what they say, Big Hill, you start listening to the, the fans and you will be in the stance with them. Let me tell you something. You're right on some of them because some of them have crazy. You're right. You know, that's why I said I talk to the great saint think tank. Thank being the key word there. <laughs> think, think being the key word right there because the great saint think tank, I always say it is the smartest of the black and gold in the nation. And we, we invite all of the intelligent saints family members to come in here. But I often talk about people out there that's just ra- raving loons. They believe anything them people say, they'll give their money to, I'm just a crazy dumbass fan. I'm going to give you everything I got. I don't care if they lose. They can kick me in my ass. I'm still going to be, no, 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 no. Just go stand over there in the rain with your hat off. Go just be, just, you know, just go over there. Yeah, you just join them over there. That's not what this is here. When you look at it and you think about it, it makes sense when you have an opportunity to break it down and talk about it. But it's certain people you can listen to. We've been, uh, uh, the sports coma been doing this thing for over eight years. So, and I've been, and, and we are in them buildings. Them people know who the sports coma is and what we represent. We thorough. We thorough. We constantly hitting them with the game. We got, we constantly dropping receipts. We constantly coming with critical analysis. We constantly doing it. So, I mean, we, we've been doing this for a while. So when you that thorough, they eventually, they going they got to listen to what you're saying. 
because you got reporters listening to what you're saying and they're saying insides listen to this guy. This guy know what the hell he's talking about. How you know what? Because I'm commonsensical, man. It's not hard to look at this stuff and see what it is and be able to kind of forecast and look at and say this, that, and the third. You ain't always 100% uh, 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 right on it, but you are right on it a, a large percentage of the time. So like I said, it's not hard to tell. There are people and they have actions, predictive actions. When you figure out who these guys are, you know exactly what they're going to do. So that's how we know the character types of the guys and the players involved and it's evil to then. It's very easy to then kind of forecast exactly the moments of the movements that they're going to do. It's, it's, it's almost predictive to a degree because some of these guys are very predictable. Dennis Allen's a very predictable dude. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, he won't, he won't try too many new things. He'll go with what he knows because he's too afraid to try something new or to do something out of the ordinary. He's a very, uh, a very, uh, I ain't going to call him scary, but a very conservative cat in that, ref- in that regard. That's why I don't see him doing anything. Like when he chased down De- Deshaun uh, Watson, you know, and I was like, yeah, well, we know why Deshaun Watson is a good quarterback, but that was a lot of stuff attached to him that you would have to get him. But the Saints made a full rush at him. It didn't work. They're not going to miss out on Carr. They're going to give Carr the money and whatever he wants. That means him coming here and he might bring his running back. He might bring somebody else he knows here. That's what he do. But at the end of the day, you look at it, you get a positive out of it. At least, you know, if you get Derek Carr here, the positive is you won't see Taysom Hill running out there as a quarterback no more. You don't think a a guy that's making north of $30 million a year is going to be running off the field for Taysom Hill to go out there and turn into a running back for six or seven yards behind the line of scrimmage. That's not going to happen. If it's his job, it's his job, and then his job alone. You have to find another usage for Taysom Hill to be a running back or a tight end or a wide receiver. He can do all those other things. Just keep him from being a, a stopper from being a quarterback, please. You know, we if you're not going to balance that play, and we already realize that they're not going to balance the Taysom Hill uh, package, meaning he throws, he throw runs and throw, then then stop doing that and just turn him into a weapon. And then you add him along with everything we got. And then you give him the deep ball and Jawan Johnson and all these other guys and wealth we had free agency and all that. And we'll see how it all looks. But ultimately, the discipline area of the team is where I'm focused at. The discipline and accountability asset, uh, which is what Dennis Allen's supposed to bring. He's not accountable and he's not disciplined. He's not. He can't even stand up before the Who That Nation and apologize for stuff that he did for these crappy garbage games that we had to watch this past season. Did you get one apology out of him? I apologize to you because he wouldn't do it. 
No accountability. If you had somewhat of accountability, you would have been, you'd have apologized to the saints for going backwards from nine and seven, even though you didn't make the plus, you were nine and seven, right? Two games above 500. You get with him. He takes you back and don't be surprised if he take you back again. And he, he won't say one word because he don't owe you a goddamn thing. Just come buy these goddamn tickets. Come buy these tickets and shut your ass up, Q. Come on over here and buy these tickets. And come over here and buy and help support the Saints. You know we got to pay for all this stuff. We got to get this money back from all these holes we putting the roof over here. See, we letting the light in the dome, in the roof of the dome here. Don't you like that? Don't you like these fast escalators to put you up closer to the concession stands? By the way, baby, we done opened up the concession stands now. Well, more of you can go buy high-ass uh, theater food up in there. So, I mean, at the end of the day, you we got to we the great saint think tank has to be able to employ some discipline since our team doesn't. Somebody got to operate within the vein of discipline and accountability. So since they won't be accountable, we we'll hold them accountable by holding our damn money in our pockets and then tell them what we doing. Somebody got to operate within that vein. Right. Somebody got to do it. Hell, they ain't doing it. Hell, if they was doing it, I wouldn't have to do it. I, if they was doing what the hell they was supposed to do, I wouldn't have to sit up here and tell people to hold their goddamn money's in their pocket because this guy is up here not doing the correct thing with the team, not making the right decisions with personnel in there. I would not have to do that if they were accountable. There's no need for me to be that way if they were doing what they were supposed to do. So somebody got to do it. The universe telling, hey, man, somebody got to do it. Somebody got to balance this thing. So I guess we have to be the people that balance it. So there you go. All right. So anyway, with that being said, fam, uh, Josh says, should the Saints rebuild? Uh, bro, that's that's a question a lot of people feeling, bro, because that's really, bro, we ain't, we're not really supposed to be here, Josh. I'm not going to lie to you, bro. We're not really supposed to be here. We're not supposed to be a seven and 10 team with a coach on top who's just as lost as he can be. You 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 to get the same probably. It, it's just ridiculous. It, it's not, this guy is totally lost. Totally lost. You're asking him to do something that he can't do. It's almost a shame. You know, it's like trying to get a preschooler to drive the bus with all the other kids to go. You know, that goddamn preschooler can't drive there. <laughs> getting Dennis Allen to win and get the Saints into the playoffs is almost getting a preschooler to drive the bus for the high school children to take them to school. That's never going to happen. Why? Because he, that baby don't have the ability to know what he's doing in that bus. <laughs> Dennis Allen don't have the ability. He don't know what it takes to drive a team to the playoffs. He can't, he never had a winning record. Where is he supposed to get this at? Is Dennis Allen attending some leadership school somewhere? Did he take, did he attend Bill Belichick's off season camp or whatever to go learn how to be a better head coach? Is he doing any of that stuff? Where is it supposed to come from? How you just, it's supposed to magically happen. It don't work like that. You got to be able to you as the head coach has to have the, 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 the has the vision to do that. It can't work unless he himself takes the team, give him the vision and stays consistent with the vision. I'm going to tell you another thing, not being negative, but I'm just saying over this past season, you watch guys that are really good leaders. You talking about guys like uh, Cam Jordan, and Demario Davis turn into nothing but uh, apologists for the dysfunction of the Saints, didn't you? You're talking about guys that were leaders on a team that were successful and used to winning. What did they do? Did they stick, take the ship away from Dennis Allen and say, you know what, screw all of this. We need to have some team-only meetings. 
we need to, we know Dennis Allen's a new coach, a rookie coach. Well, not a rookie, but he ain't been coaching nothing in over 10 years. So we know that we have to be able to guard this thing and take it to where it, did you hear Demario Davis saying it? No, hell no. Did you see Cam Jordan hear Cam said it? Did they have one players only meeting? Not one player. Now, how do you account for that? Huh? How do you account for that? How do you account for that? You know what I'm saying, family? How do you account for that? That's who you are. And when you find that out. That's something that I don't know, man. I don't know how you, I, I, I don't know. But at the end of the day, it is what it is, man. And that's why I say, that's why I'm, I'm like, where is he supposed to get it from? You know, where is he supposed to get it from? You know, it's, it's got to come from somewhere. And the players are not exhibiting that. They just went right along with it and was making excuses while the ship was sinking. While the, the family members was yelling, hey, man, y'all need to do something, man. Y'all on fire over there. Oh, we all right. We just having a barbecue. That's what it is. So you mean to tell me I'm watching you, your whole damn back burning up right now. And you standing there pretending like you drinking a cup of tea. <laughs> your whole day, your your whole back is on fire, fool. Go look in the mirror, man. Oh no, that you just tripping now. We got we got the heater turned on, but it's all right. So you mean to tell me that building burning up over there and them birds running from over there and that garbage stinking up over there is on fire too? That's nothing to worry about. Oh no, man, we good, man. You know, just keep trusting. Really? Okay. And what happened? They failed. So I mean, <laughs> wherever you get your guidance from, I don't care if it's from Ned DeWino, man. Wherever you get your wherever you get your guidance from, I don't care if it comes from a person that you deem as unclean. I don't care where you get it from, as long as it's facts. And it's something you can't dispute and you know it's something you're supposed to do. Take it and go ahead on about your goddamn business. I don't care where it come from. It's free game over here. They pay people to be analysts to tell them that kind of stuff. And that's the type of stuff you can't tell somebody that got a brain that you expect a player or a coach like Dennis Allen to take a team deep in the playoffs when Dennis Allen is showing you that he lacks the attributes that's needed to become a successful coach at any level. And as a high, as a head coach, head coach means brain. He don't have that. I'm not saying like a brain for being a head coach. You have a good defensive coordinator, but that's it. The man can't do that. He needs help, and he's one of these type of people that were that think he know what he's doing when he don't know shit. And that's what that's what you see out on that field. Sorry for that. But anyway, let's keep it going, man. I'm gonna answer one more, then I'm gonna get up out of here. Uh, Zach says, Zachary says, BQ, if we don't get Carr, who do you think we'll get for the quarterback position? I don't know, bro. I think, uh, uh, I don't know, man. It look like the Saints, they all dialing in on Carr, man. I don't think they, at first I was thinking it's a possibility they miss, they miss on Carr, depending on how the market looks. But the market hadn't been as hot as we anticipated early on. That doesn't mean that it probably won't pick up, you know, later on this week or into next week where you'll have other teams looking at them. But I'm pretty sure they know how much he wants. And I don't think they have a lot of teams that's willing to pay him the kind of money that he's really looking for, you know, minus the Saints. The Saints exhibited the fact that they would pay him that kind of money because they're desperate. The Saints need a quarterback at the position. Me personally, if they missed out on Carr, I would look at, I would really do, I would kind of look at Jameis as an option. But he'd be 100% healthy. You know, let's see what he can do. And then, of course, you can eventually draft the quarterback and use him as a bridge. But that's a far, that is a conclusion that could be 
irrelevant because of the bad relationship that Dennis Allen created by stabbing Jameis Winston in the back that he's forced to go out and get a quarterback. So I don't know uh, who they're looking at besides them, Daniel Jones and all these people. If they're willing to pay a car 30 north of $30 million, why not try to pursue a Daniel Jones or any of the rest of these quarterbacks? You know, why not? But once again, they got to have the imagination to look at these guys. Remember, remember this sticking point too, family, that Dennis Allen is is in a state. This is a year when he knows that he can't he has to win or he's gone. He got to win. So it is a certain level of desperation that that's coming with this. So he's going to sell out. They're going to sell out. The Saints are going to sell out the land car. That's what I think. Uh, unless he says, no, I'm going to go somewhere else. It's really on car. So do they miss out on them in free agency? I, it, the market ain't looking as explosive as they first in, indicated. But then again, we still have some time here. So we'll see how it all goes, man. So, yeah, uh, Justin Fields or Trey Lance? I don't think so, bro. Uh, KT, what's up, bro? Uh, would you cut Andrews Pete, Roby, PJ Williams, and Trey Quan Smith? I think PJ Williams is a free agent. Trey Quan Smith definitely cut him. Roby. If I'm not mistaken, isn't Patrick Roby? I mean, not Patrick. I call the boy Patrick Roby. Um, Bradley Roby. I call him Patrick Roby because he reminds me of Pat Patrick Robinson with the dreads. You remember Pat Robinson with the dreads when the Saints drafted him out of Florida State? Like he was just like some, like he was just one, you know, he was just like smoke barbecue walking around and burnt smell in the building. People like, man, what's this? Who smell like smoke in here? That was Patrick Robinson. That's all he did was get cooked and barbecued. That's who Roby reminds me of. Like Patrick Robinson wears that same number, doesn't he? Number 21. Pat, Pat. Was doing here. Andrews Pete could be a cut casualty as well. So yeah, I can see this finally the year our anti Pete guys finally win. They finally get him out of here because he can't stay healthy. Saints need production now. Don't necessarily mean they pick up a guy with the 29th pick because remember James Hurst is a guy that could slide into the guard position. The Saints could pick up help late on in the draft. I really do think we need to upgrade our backups on offensive line though. So yeah, I I think Traquan Smith should be released. PJ Williams, uh, they resigned him last year. He just, his body couldn't take it. Could be, we need to start looking in a different direction there. Uh, Roby, no, no on Roby, and yeah, Pete could probably be somebody that's okay. Say, so yeah, I'm a Seminoles. Yeah, see, yeah, you remember Trey Lance or Justin Fields? I don't see the Saints using imagination for any of those guys. Do you really think Dennis Allen is going to trade for Justin Fields or Trey Lance when he's facing firing? He only goes with what he knows, and I'm that don't take much imagination. You ain't dealing with a guy with a lot of imagination, family. So he's going to take care of himself in the end. So I'm, it's not all negative because this has to play out. So just watch it all play out. And if I'm wrong, then hell, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll do one more better than Dennis Allen. At least I'll set up here and tell you, you know what, family? I'm sorry. <laughs> you won't get none of that shit out of Dennis Allen. Even when he stand up there and at his press conference, be the fired press conference. Yeah, we released no minute. You think he going to tell you, well, I'm sorry I didn't perform better. Hell no. Nah. You know, you know, no. And, you know, you know, uh, 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 what you call it? Uh, no apologies, you know. But anyway, let me get on out of here. I, I appreciate the fact. Ava says D.A. arrogance at the post-game conference doesn't match his results. He wants to be arrogant like Sean Payton and B.B., but he doesn't have the resume. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. You're absolutely right. That's what really floors me about Dennis Allen, his, his attitude, 
Like he done something, dude. You ain't do nothing as a head coach. All you ever did positive was a coordinator. You don't deserve that position. They got guys right now that's out there that really do deserve to be head coaches. Eric Bieniemy is one of them. The Saints interviewed that man for eight hours and gave the turn turnaround and interviewed Dennis Allen for six hours and gave a job to him. Now you mean to tell me that he's a better option than Bieniemy and they offered Bieniemy that OC job under Dennis Allen for real, bro? Dude, I got I got Super Bowls here on my resume. How justify tell me right now how Dennis Allen gets the position over me? I'm a Super Bowl multiple I'm I'm a multiple Super Bowl winner. Yeah, one at the time. But I'm a Super Bowl winning offensive coordinator. You know, my offenses rank in the top 10 every year. How am I not able to get this job? How am I not able? You know? But it's it's what it is, man, and and they're paying for it. All right. So anyway, with that being said, let me get on out of here, man. I'm going to holler at y'all on the flip side. Please feel free to hit the like button if you hadn't already hit it. Shout out to Mr. Barnes for smashing the subscribe button. I appreciate you guys for stopping by. Also, please, please feel free to check out the Pro Shop links in the description section up below. Also, feel free, like I said, to share the show links on the social media feed. We'll return on Patreon Tuesday tomorrow, and our YouTube membership family will be back to cover some more Saints news notes tomorrow. Also, the Pelican Post Game Report season recap at the break will be going on tomorrow. We'll be in the building, me and DC, recapping the Pelican season thus far and doing a quick, a quick preview in ahead of the upcoming season. Of course, this upcoming Thursday you'll be seeing the Pelicans return back to action against the Toronto Raptors. We'll be previewing that game as well. So with that being said, I'm going to flip out on that, man. I love y'all. Y'all keep y'all heads up. Who that? And I'm out. Yeah. Huh? Boogie like Benson, I'm a who that? I'm a who that? Long as I'm living, I'm a who that? Lose or winning, I'm a who that? Sports coma, yeah, this is where we do that. Where we do that? 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 Boogie like this, and I'm a who that? I'm a who that? Sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Somebody please better help. Running this thing like elf. Thank God every day I'm not a fel. Go to YouTube live with Big Q and the guys. If you ain't ride or die, the bandwagon get flipped. Been marching in, that was way for the ring. I was yelling out your shame for the championship. Fucking on town, duck down. Falcons, pluck, get shut down. Panthers ain't much touchdown. The vision really blown to us now. So much hate on the Saints, you could probably tell. Ever since Bounty Gate hit the NFL, when things seem fishy, then you probably smell. The crooked referees are Roger Goodell. Yeah. like this, and I'm a who that. Every day I'm living, I'm a who that. Lose or winning, I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that. Boogie like this, and I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. You're listening to the sports coma with Big Q and the guys on the PRO Media Network.
WhoThatDaily.com. That's right, the WhoThatDaily.com. Your one-stop shop for everything New Orleans Saints, New Orleans Pelicans, LSU Tigers, even the top flight boxing news. So if you're a Who That and you're looking for a place to stay up on your team, WhoThatDaily.com is your site. The WhoThatDaily.com for the sport Who That and all of us. Pro Shop, that's right, the Pro Shop is the platform store where you can go and buy all the latest merch to support the platform. Available at the Pro Shops, we have dozens of hundreds of products available for you and your family. Unisex tees for men and women, hoodies and sweatshirts, tank tops, kids and baby items, long sleeve tees, mugs, pillows, wall art, bath bedding, face masks, phone cases, stickers, bags, fanny packs, socks, hats, and many other items. Please feel free to check out the Pro Shop. The link is in the description section below. And remember, it helps the platform continue to... With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.